0: Hey, Legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends Series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. A game changer, a hundred percent, on the back of powerful defensive fullbacks like Graeme Medie and Gary Jack came this young bloke from South Brisbane. All the skills you could wish for. He changed the way the number one played. But who is Gary Belcher? Oh,
1: Andy, I've been trying to work that out myself for sixty years. <laughs> um... I know where I'm from, and I, and um, I'm proud of where I'm from. I'm yep. from a suburb out the south side of Brisbane called Acacia Ridge, and that's yep. where South Juniors. Um, my parents moved there when I was like a week old or something, and that's where South Juniors popped up years later. So fortunately mm. for me, that um, we had this footy club up the road, and my dad already followed that that um, that footy side. But I, it, it's um, it's a really working class area. Yep, uh, Housing Commission and um, one of those places, I guess where you you just had to I was kind of sink or swim I, I think we had I had a lot of the the guys that I grew up with, young crew that I grew up with I'm still mates with a lot of them today, guys that I played football with when I was seven six and seven we're still really? good mates and um we have an annual get together we still hang out they're still so i i mean I've always felt lucky that I've got this really core group of friends. Yep. Um, or maybe I just cling on to people that I that I like. Or, <laughs> um, but yeah, we had this footy club that, as we know, you know, in sporting clubs that they can they can bring a community together, and mm. that's what happened in that area. And uh, I think that had a fair, a fair bit to do with me becoming who I am. And and I'm I've got some good sporting genes through my, my parents um, who weren't. Uh, World class athletes, but my mum was a, quite a good runner. My dad was a, a pretty good footballer. It yep. just school schoolboy stuff, and um, so you know, it, I, I guess it, it helps if you if you if you've got a little bit going for you yeah. beforehand, and then it becomes you know whatever you make of it.
0: You're a 1962 baby. 1960, 1961, 1962. At the time, didn't mean a whole lot in interstate football, but fast forward 19. 19- 20 years, there was a group of 20 or 24 young Maroons that were born in 60, 61, 62 that would just dominate rugby league yeah. for, for decades.
1: Yeah, well, there was, there was those blokes that were ahead of me, um, the likes of uh, Mal and Wally and yep. Gene Miles and Fatty mm. um, that all and Mark Murray. They all yep. sort of came to, together. And those guys all played uh, rep footy, when I sort of 19, yeah. 20, and I didn't hit it until I was a little bit later and I was a couple of years younger than most of them. Yep. Um, but, yeah, there was. There was a really good uh, group coming through in my era, the likes of um, Trevor Gilmister and, uh, and and Tony Curry in particular. Yes. T- TC was the, the star of our uh, our age group, sort of from under 12s through to under 18s. Was he really? He was, yeah. I never made a rep side because I was a 5'8 until under 18s, but I never made a rep side. I made a... Until under-14s they accidentally double-booked Brisbane to play twice. They were, they were going to somewhere for a big carnival and they booked the Brisbane team as well to play against before the grand final in Inverell, just over the border. So yeah. they picked like a second Brisbane team. and I, So I made that. That's the only – because Tony Curry was the five eighth, And, yeah. and what a player he was. And, um, and actually I remember I, I got to – it was about under eighteens and they used to have possible pro probables. And yeah. I think, oh, this um this Tony Curry, buddy L. He's he's so he's um he's such a good player and I got there and we looked at the team sheets and they had this um he wasn't playing but they had T Kennedy there and I went, Oh he's not playing on my chance. So I run out in the field, there he is. He's changed his name, he took his dad's name. <laughs> oh, brutal. Towed me up again, got in the side. Um, but yeah, we had we had a, a very good Well, and, and our aspirations, and Andy online, were no one wanted to play anywhere that I knew, of apart from your local club, A grade, yeah, and see where you went from there. I, I had, I had no thought of making it in the Sydney comp because we mm. had this great Brisbane comp. Um, so I just, yeah, I just wanted to play for South. So I, I wanted to play grade, as did all my mates. And yep. then when I sort of finally got close to it, and people start talking you up, you think, oh well, I'm actually a chance of playing first grade. Mm. But at 18, when I first turned up training and I went, oh Jesus, I'm not ready for these big blokes. They're they're huge buggers. So I I took my time getting there.
0: It's well before the Broncos were even thought of. I find it difficult to describe to anyone these days accurately just how good and how hot the Brisbane Rugby League was, late Mm. 70s, early 80s. It was either half a rung below or on par with the New South Wales Rugby League, depending on where you live I mean it was it was, it was money
1: that, that, that yep. was the difference really because the best players would leave mm. uh, It was only because basically I, I, I believe just because of pokies so that's the, the yeah. pokie money was in Sydney so they had the money to pay these players and I, I do remember in about 85 end of 85 I left um, along with uh, yeah, Mal and Gary Coyne and yep. Steve Walters to go to Canberra. Apart from, in that season or season and a half, there's about fifty players that left the Brisbane comp. All the the guys that went from Brothers, uh, uh, Trevor Bailey and 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 Peter Gill and um, uh, Timmy Dwyer went to Manly. Yep. There was guys uh, they, they were the other couple went to St George. There was. Trevor Patterson and Gavin Jones, the guys from East in Brisbane, that that went down, and Mick McLean that went down to the Roosters, yeah. and 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 North Jonesy went to Norths, and there was just players out of every team just going because it was suddenly instead of getting you know your your five grand cash under the table, you were going to get yeah twenty five thirty grand to go and, and enough to enough to you know to live on as long as you got a job as a in in the Leagues Club pouring beers or That's something. Right. You were right. You mentioned
0: eighty five. You'd play and win that. BRL Grand Final was Sunday, September 22nd. Lane Park, 31,000 screaming fans. Brisbane South's up against arch rivals, the Winner Manly Seagulls. And there we have the Winner Manly side as they take the field. Captain by David Green. There's been an injury cloud over three of the players. Colin Scott, Gene Miles and David Green himself the captain. So it's Wally Lewis to start play in the 1985 Grand Final a very deep kick as it goes well down to Belcher. In your side on that day, the centres were Peter Jackson and Mal Meninga. Uh, Gary French, Normie Carr, Chris Phelan were there. You were fullback. What do you recall of the day? I
1: recall a whole lot, actually. It was yeah. huge, yeah. The, the, the game itself and a bit of the lead-up. Andy, that, that game for me, that was the making of, of, of me as a player yep. because... I'd played in a bunch of grand finals uh, at the top level and never won one. And I'd played in, in reserve grade in 81. South, South was a, a mighty club. Um, Bob McCarthy as the coach, he, he made that, that group of, of teams into a real club Macker introduced, you know, team club night with their your, your training T-shirts together and, and everyone in every grade mixing together. Yeah. You had players from every grade. And it became such a great club and, you we'd have, you know, everyone would turn back, turn up after the game and after a training night. And Anyway, so Bob McCarthy, they won in, in 1981. I was in reserve grade. We won every grade except for reserve grade and I had a, bad, oh. a poor game. The next year, 82, I'm in first grade. Yeah. We play against Winham. Uh, who that was their first time into a grand final, and we got beaten, and I didn't play well. And in 80, uh, 84 we played Winham again, and they beat us by a record score forty two eight. And I played okay, but just you know, we got smashed. Yep. So I I really had a bit of a complex about not being able to handle big games, and um, you know, Wayne Bennett by then was our coach from eighty four eighty five, yep. and he made a few changes to that to that team, and you know, Wayne's great strength as a coach is, you know, getting the best out in yourself and giving you that self belief and so he helped me a lot as did a few other people. But it was so important to me that I played really well on yeah. that day, but also that, that I was in a winning side. I just I I just lost a bunch of grand finals and I'm yeah. thinking I'm I'm just I'm the loser. Mm. No matter everything else you do, if you don't win the big games, it doesn't matter. Um so we they beat us forty two eight eighty four and, and uh we just Tackle our hearts out the team, just you know, mostly not me. The rest of them up front, yep. but that's I was against Wally, Gene Miles, Colin Scott, Greg Dowling, um, Terry Butler. They had this stack side, yeah. absolutely amazing team, and that's the you know that, that's that's a team that would have been very competitive yeah. in the Sydney comp for sure. So we we. um we won ten eight. I think it might have even been ten eight at half time. Anyway, we, we clung on to this ten eight win, and for more for me, it meant so much. And yep. it was only a few years ago. I, I remember I, I saw Wayne Bennett interviewed. It might have been after the St George winning grand final. And Then he said, "So, you know, now what's your watch the greatest grand final you've been involved with." And he went south in Brisbane in nineteen eighty five. Cool, right? So he'd won five with the Broncos, yep. and he'd won with the Dragons. No, it was that eighty five grand final because he was in the same voters all of us we just needed that so so badly um so it was it was really important and then I and I was leaving the club I'd already decided a few weeks before I was I was heading to to Canberra yep um Mal had signed with the Raiders and and I decided um well I was tossing up I'd had a few offers actually from a few different clubs and um Mal came up to me and I think it was after we'd had, after the Grand final we were doing the, on, on the, we used to go on this big bu- pub crawl to all the local pubs, yeah. and he said, so what are you going to do next year, and I went, oh, I don't know, and I talked myself up, oh, i manly, I like the beach, I surf, and I wouldn't, the roosters have offered me some good money, in North, he went, okay, what about the Raiders, I went, oh, it's a bit cold, and they haven't quite offered me as much, and...
0: Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au.
1: He said, I'd love you to come, but if you don't, you know, I'm going to have to smash you every time we we play, you know. So it didn't take me long to to get hold of Johnny McIntyre at the raids and say, Mate, I'm coming. I'll me there as oh, soon as I can. I bet.
0: I was going to ask you further into the interview. Uh, what was the what was the hook? What was the oh. pitch from the Raiders? It was just being. No, it was Mal terrified of <laughs> Big Mal. Uh, you mentioned Wayne Bennett. Was he a grumpy old bugger back then, or was he? Uh, no. not So.
1: No, Wayne has this great ability, I think, though, to make you. If you be playing games, you'd be thinking, "Geez, what would Wayne think if I did that?" Or oh, just what, what would Wayne think about that mistake I made, really? or that tackle. Yeah, he just had that ability to really get inside your head, but in a good way, you know. You, you I guess the best coaches make you responsible, mm. uh, make you understand what you you know your role is and, and your responsibility to the team, and 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 what your actions um, can do for or or not do for the team. So, a very very good coach. I mean, very simple the way he coaches. It's not complex at all. I look at mm. some of the commentators. Look at some of the young commentators now, and I go, "Please don't let them near any players," because they make it all so com- yeah. complicated. But yeah, you know, Wayne is is the opposite. I agree. He just makes try, just gets it, yep. gets it clear. Um, yeah, very, and I, I know now too. The best coaches they they have a connection with their players, and they. Um, they genuinely want to know about their family life and if everything's okay at home and if they're happy and they're having fun and they're enjoying themselves or if there's something to be sorted out, you'd, you know, they can help them sort it out. Yeah. It all contributes to, to that player and then that group of players mm. being able to get the best out of themselves. And that's what he did That's what he did when, at South when he turned up there in 84. That's what he did when he turned up at the Raiders in 87. Wow. But just for that year, he, he just helped players all switch on to their best.
0: I've got to ask you, what was... Uh what was a young Mal Meningo, a young Wally
1: Lewis like? Well, I can't say I knew Wally very well. Young, you know. Well, I, I turned, I, I got into the Queensland side at I was in '86, so I was twenty-three, going on twenty-four. Wally was two years older than that, yep. so I, I bet. I, gee, was a hell of a good player. Mm. Um, and I can tell you now with Wally that because he had that rugby union background, yeah. and he threw those long, those great long spiral passes, and we'd never seen him before in the late seventies. Yeah. They were called Wally Lewis passes in Brisbane. Were they really? They we called them Wally Lewis passes. You'd you'd, you'd practice them and you'd try to throw the Wally Lewis pass, the long, thirty meter spiral pass, because he was the first bloke that we saw doing it. Now yeah. there's lots in rugby doing it, I'm sure, but we weren't yep. watch. I wasn't watching rugby, nah. but it wasn't happening much in league, not to that you know, not to that level. So, um, but he was, yeah, he was such a good player in '79 and '80 yeah. as, as a young bloke, um, Mal. Mel was uh, I I guess he had there was a lot of expectation on him as a as this young player coming through the, the police academy and yep. then and into South and um, there was always a big rap on him and I, I remember in eighty was it eighty one when he made his or eighty two, made his test debut and he broke he dislocated his elbow. Yep. And we were all at the Leagues Club at South. Yep. a block packed. Everyone was watching this game. Um, and so disappointed when Mal Mel did it. Yeah. But he was uh yeah, he, there was always a fair bit of expectation on him, as there is on the great players. But he he, he carried it so well. But he's – Mal's also one of the boys. That's yes. that's what's really important to him. He yeah. loves that, and I think that's why he's so successful. You know, our greatest ever Origin coach, because he just got those blokes together. I'd mm. like that had achieved everything, and I think he helped them all realise that. You know, it's it's okay just to be just have a bit of fun. Mm. There's a job we got to do, but um, you know, let's let's enjoy ourselves and. Yeah. On the way, and it, it suits him perfectly.
0: So, the end of '85, uh, on the plane, and down to Canberra, a little
1: bit. No, cold. no, we packed up the old HR. Is my right? wife's uh, H? Oh, yeah, HD HR. No, it was a HD Holden. We packed it up, and off we did. Off we did the wing. trip down there? A yeah. we'd just been married. We got married in, at the end of November, wow. so we were youngins, and um, I remember my wife's mum. Joanie, bless her soul. She um she wouldn't talk to us because we were leaving. And I said, "No, we're only going for two years. We won't. Be, we'll be back. We won't be going for long." She was shattered. We were moving. Um, but yeah, it was it was a big adventure.
0: The world was a much bigger place back then. I mean, there wasn't mobile phones. There, you, you weren't able to track. There wasn't social media, so you couldn't see, um, you know, what family or what loved ones were doing. Canberra was a long way away. Yeah, for, yeah, from. South,
1: absolutely, yeah. A couple of plane rides and or or a big bus trip for the family if they wanted to come down, and yeah, it was a long way and it was a, it was a big thing. But we had other people moving at this. the The great thing about a club like Canberra and I, and I see it with Melbourne with the storm, yeah. These people, almost everyone's out, outside are coming together, so you understand that everyone, yep. you know, you need a bit of help. You know, and blokes like Craig Bellamy were already there. That's what they he realised he was already, he'd been there a year or two, and yep. he was very good with that sort of stuff. As were um, a lot of the other crew, but yeah, Mel, Mel, Mel and his wife moved down because we played four years, best part of four years together yeah. already. So him and his wife Debbie and us, we we had, the club arranged for us to live in some like townhouses right next to each other. So that helped with the girls yeah. and then you know, the, the players' wives all socialised and we just got stuck into training and it was a bit archaic, the Raiders back yeah. then, but uh, it all worked out.
0: It marked a change at Canberra. It was very much the next generation. They had, you know, the older guys or the Terry Fays, the, the, the Chica Fergusons, the Mitch Brennans. But the start of 86 was the beginning of ushering in a new generation that um, probably even you guys didn't realise what was to follow and what was to follow so quickly.
1: Yeah, we, we didn't, but we hoped. But Yeah. Um. Uh, pretty much straight away, you know, we played a, an away game, a couple of away games, and the the attitude of a lot of the players on the bus on the way home was, "Oh, well, the Roosters only beat us by twelve last year; they beat us by 30. Mm-hmm. They weren't hurting, and they weren't yep. they didn't you know they didn't realize I think how close they were to to being a you know a, a really competitive side. Mm-hmm. We didn't know we were going to win comps within a few years. Um, Donny Ferner was a hell of a nice bloke, and and um, and really good at bringing everyone together, but he but his coaching methods were were way old school. Like yep. we'd already started in Brisbane under Wayne Bennett. Wayne introduced skills training. Yep, that he he's he did some stuff um, as a, like a coaching director at South Juniors mm. in the early eighties, and in, he started skills training. You know, small groups, ball through the hands, three on twos. You know, and, and lots of these little drills. Um, so we'd start, we'd done that at South for a couple of years. When we got to Canberra, and it was it was very, very old school. So Mel and I were sort of starting to run our own little sessions like yep. that. Anyway, it all it all kind of came to a head with some of the players wanting um, wanting to to move Donny on. I think, and it was actually Alan McMahon, the second grade coach, who was behind it. Yep. Um, and I remember we had a meeting at, at Dean Lance's place and, and uh, they wanted to sign a petition. Um, Dean just got it and threw it in the fire and said, guys, that's not how we do things here. I'll go and talk to Les, Les McIntyre and the board. Yep. And so wheels were in motion for – that was sort of midway sort of, or late in the season for, for Donny to move on. Well, Donny had a relationship by then with Wayne Bennett. Yep. Um, who was who was coaching us in Brisbane, and so he helped that happen. He helped get Wayne down there, and they were co-coaches, yeah, uh, which worked beautifully. Um, and in '87, so in a very short, and and he brought he bought Peter Jackson down with him, and Kevy Walters yes. came along. He's following his brother Steve, and a few other players, and but Wayne really his coaching, you know, just these players that were were. They weren't coach, but they, I guess they were just, you know, he, he turned the light on for them, a lot of these blokes. Yep. You know, big Sammy Bacco. Yeah. Uh, and Dean Lance, who was our skipper. And, yep. um, you know, we had the likes of crazy, Terry Regan in the side. and mm. um, But, yeah, he, he, he really switched the light on for him, And so we went from down near the bottom of the table to grand final in 87. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Wayne, you know, walked out on his contract and we were all – a bit miffed and dirty about that um but um but he 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 you know he he planted the seed and then yeah. Timmy Sheens was an amazing coach when he took over in 88 and it all rolled on from there
0: you've led me into it one of the great games great characters hard men but mad man yeah. terry regan have you got a have you got a go to story
1: i've got a few but I and, I and I fortunately about 2 years ago I ran into him at a uh, race at the Port Macquarie races. I was he down there goes. on a mate's weekend and a bloke came up to me and he said, um, your mate Rego's downstairs. So his, his wife is a trainer and Rego wow. takes the horse quite often. He just drives – he takes the horses out. So he doesn't drink because he takes, takes the horses to the track yep. they race and then he takes them back. So I think they're down the central coast down that way. So he was up at Port Macquarie and uh, he said, oh, he said, he, he said, let you know we'll come up after the next race and – um and and uh, say good day. I hadn't seen him for years. So I'm with this bunch of mates, about eight of us, and and uh, one of the guys was standing next to me. He said, "Oh, he's Terry Regan, what's he like?" And I, so I told him a couple of Rigo stories. And I said, "But these these might be a little bit exaggerated. They've they've grown a little the bit over legs, the years." Yeah. But then Rigo turned up, and I said, "Mate, I've just told the boys this couple of stories," and he went, "I, I told him again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right." So he actually gave us a, a like thirty to one winner, and then I said. So Rigo, do you remember when you had the lawn mowing business? Now a lot of people have heard this, but it's it's absolute fact. We he um, we had a, a day, it was in early it was in January after we trained for six weeks straight or something. Yep. And we had this big day on the on the drink. Uh, the Raiders in Queanbeyan we were training.
0: Hey legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings, and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week, and we can cater to businesses both big and small we will work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au.
1: Riga had this lawn business and he's and on the back of his Ute, his, his car, he's got a, a trailer in lawnmowers. And he said, he's, we, he told us this about this on the Monday afterwards. He said, yeah, bloody pulled down the road after that on Saturday, And I pulled, just looked up on the main street and he said, the bloody coppers with one of those new breath test things. Was that 86, you know, it was a roadside Brand breath test. Yeah. Uh, he said, Oh, they're up there, they're pulling everything. So, so so he said, oh, I just pulled over. And I waited, and then he said, the bloody copper's walking towards me. <laughs> he, said, he said, So oh, I thought, oh, okay, I'm just going to get out. So he said, I'm just going to get one of the mowers out. So he <laughs> goes out the back and he pulls the mower out to pretend he's mowing this bloke's lawn. <laughs> and he said, I pulled it into the thing. The copper's still coming towards me. So I started it up, and he said, next thing you know, the bloke comes out of the house. He's gone, what are you doing, mate? He said, Oh, mate, I'm Terry Regan. I've had a few beers. I'm with the Raiders. You know, you know. he said, he said, do you mind? I, the coppers are up the road. Do you mind if I just just pretend I'm front on your lawn for a bit? And the, the guy's going, yeah, no, that's all right, Terry. Do the back too." And pulls out a card. He says, I'm Sergeant Johnson from the <laughs> Cleveland Police. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I do this to Regan. yeah, yeah, you know, that's exactly how it happened. Oh, so, I love it. funny man. But he, uh, yeah, he's, he, uh, he, he, when we first got there in 86 <laughs> at the end of 85 he he'd been suspended for 9 weeks for biting so something like 9 weeks yeah so he'd missed about 5 or 6 weeks at the end of the year and then he had to serve the rest of it in 86 Yeah. so he's training he's not playing he's not playing he has to wait until about round around 4 or whatever and he's and he's he just had this crazy hair it just grew everywhere yeah he, and then at training, a few days before, he's cut his head, so he's got this thing over his eye. He's oh, I'm still playing, I'm still playing It's we first came back. So before this game, he's playing reserve grade, yeah. And we've we've come in to get ready, and the reserve grade they're out there playing, and then they come they they've come in. So before the game, he's he had to stick headgear on. Didn't normally wear headgear, okay, because he had this this cut on his eye. But yep. the hair, it's like it's almost afro. It's that big, so he sticks it on, and we didn't know this, and then he's all the hairy bit, the hair that's sticking out through the headgear. He's just got some scissors, oh, stood in front dear. of the mirror, and cut it all off so it'd look all right with the headgear on. Well, he's come off at halftime, and 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 we're getting ready to play, <laughs> and takes the headgear off. Oh, <laughs> Seriously, we just broke up. We're trying to get like ready for a game. Patchwork quilt. Oh, it was just terrible, yeah. <laughs> mate.
0: Um, back to you. Uh, Nineteen eighty six. Your first at the Raiders. Gee, it's a year you're going to remember fondly. Raiders Player of the Year, State of Origin debut. You finished it with a spot on arguably the most famous kangaroo touring squad ever. Um, and on that tour, you'd go through unbeaten. What about playing in the Marone for the first time? Mm. What, do you, what do you remember, the lead-up and, and the game itself?
1: Um, it was a big year, wasn't it, when you put it like that, oh, Andy? Yeah. I, I left... Brisbane. I wanted to stay in Brisbane, but mm. I predominantly I left not to get a bit more money, but um, I just couldn't get into the rep side because Colin yep. Scott was a Queensland fullback and playing really well. I played one game for Brisbane in '84, and then Origin was not, and we won a Panasonic Cup game against Souths. Yes, and but Colin Scott got picked on the wing. Mitch Brennan was a fullback. He got he got he got picked on it's a brilliant. wing. Yep. Tony Curry was fullback at West in Brisbane. He got picked in the centre. So it was all these fullback, and I thought oh, I finally got the nod. Yeah, but the next rep team picked. About a month down the track was Origin and Scotty got picked again and then he stayed in the Brisbane. Now, look, I've just got to leave, I've got to leave and hopefully one day I'll get a game. I just want to play for Queensland like all Queensland players do.
0: We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The Weekly Wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends.